Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Boss Teacher Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Julia O. Barnes. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with Mrs. Cherie Nelson Allen. She is the founder of the Learning Habitat. And the Learning Habitat is what I love to call elementary education with a difference. So Cherie migrated to Canada from Jamaica a few years ago, saw an opportunity and basically just ran with it. She is also a life coach and a professor at a university in her area. So welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode, Sherry. Thank you. All right, Sherry, tell us a little bit about your career as a teacher. My career as a teacher really started out from a corporate standpoint where I held several roles as learning and development specialist and training and development manager within the BPO industry and the hotel industry. My love for that led me to do a postgraduate diploma with the VTDI. And since then, when I migrated to Canada, I decided to start two years ago, opened up my own home-based elementary tutoring school, and I grew up to 30 kids within a few months. Wow. How did this business really start out, though? How I really started it, I came here and I saw that the elementary school wasn't as advanced as um, in Jamaica. And so I saw that there was a need and I decided to advertise and I did my research, how to teach reading, how to teach math and develop myself. And I started advertising and I got my first client through Facebook groups that I joined, um, Canadian-based Facebook groups. So I've been doing that for two years now, and I am also currently a part-time faculty with a college here. So I'm an educator basically at all levels, from kindergarten, elementary, up to college. Wow. Well, congratulations, first of all, on reaching the two-year milestone with the learning habitat. Thank you. So let's just delve into that a little bit more. What is the Learning Habitat? Well, the Learning Habitat is a home-based tutoring center that caters to students at all levels, focusing on math, reading, writing, and French. The school's vision is to help students at this level from all walks of life to develop those critical skills from kindergarten, elementary up to middle school level. So they have that strong foundation for high school and beyond. We have a one-on-one approach, maximum of two, but they really get one-on-one attention and we go according to the student's pace and we also develop their own personal curriculum. We get to learn their learning styles and adjust accordingly. So I know that your educational background is in human resource. How important was it for you to get teaching credentials, one, to operate the learning habitat, and two, to really function well in the position that you are now? So yes, my educational background is in human resources and a part of or a facet of human resources. Many companies incorporate 
learning and development as a part of, of the role. And so my love for imparting knowledge and training and developing people made me decide that, listen, I really want to get into education and to be able to learn, to develop curriculums, to develop learning plans and to do proper um, assessments and evaluation. And so my drive to have that under my belt led me to do this. And you know how they'll say things have a way of falling in place in life. I never thought that when I migrated to Canada almost four years ago, that this VTDI diploma would be put to great use in this in this kind of regard. And as I said, learning habitat was really birthed out of a need. I have a child that's elementary level and when, you know, coming from a private school back in Jamaica and I saw the level here, I said, no man, you know, I need to make sure my daughter keeps up to the same standard that we would have been had we been still in Jamaica, and also to help others within my local community because there is a great need. What I love more so about what you said is the fact that the learning habitat started out of a need. And one of the things we want to emphasize with our boss teachers is that it is important for you if you're really looking for ways to earn additional income, start by looking around you because you never know how important the needs of your direct community can spark a business. Very much so. And you started out, you say, with just a few students mm -hmm. and you've moved up all the way to 30 within a short space of time. Right. So, so there is hope. There really is hope. Some teachers might be sitting and wondering, is this really going to work? You'll never know unless you start. Did you face any great challenge, though? when you made the big move from Jamaica to Canada and then decided head on that you were going to start learning Habitat. What are some of the things that you had to overcome to really get this thing going? Because it is home-based, I had to try and purchase a home that was appropriately designed to house such a business venture. And purchasing a house within the greater Toronto area is a very big challenge because of competition. It's also very expensive. And so I had to make sure I was managing myself, my finances and, and making the right decision with the home. That was one of the major hurdles then to get the resources such as um, the startup, the chairs, the tables and so on. However, I was still blessed nonetheless to get a lot of donations from other persons. There was a mother who was a homeschool teacher who advertised on Facebook that she was selling out stuff. And I wanted some charts from her. She was going back to the Caribbean. And I ended up going there for two charts. And she said, listen, just take everything for free. I could not believe it. So I was wow. blessed, I was blessed um, with getting a lot of donated stuff. So... The challenge really came from just getting a place. Of course, because it's home-based as well, I have to limit the number of students that come into my residence at a particular time because, you know, you have to comply with rules and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if I really want to expand the business, I would perhaps start thinking about 
me going out to students' homes, this is also very popular, or developing mobile tutoring services. One of the things that really popped out at me in our conversation earlier was that you were very strategic in the home that you purchased. But what the boss teachers need to know is that when you were purchasing your home, you ensured that that home had enough space, not only to accommodate your family, but also to accommodate the business. That's correct. You have to really think strategically and think long term as well. You know, you have to think long term. Right now I'm using a part, a part of my room, but I also have my basement for potential expansion as well and then the mobile and stuff. So I'm now thinking about growth and how I can use my home to accommodate growth up to the point where it is considered legally okay. Those are the kinds of strategic moves we have to make if we really want to progress, boss teachers. So having the learning habitat, it's been two years. As you reflect and look back, how has it really affected or impacted your life on a whole? It makes me feel very good to know that I'm here as a new immigrant into, you know, a first world country. And I see a lot of our students from all races and cultures being developed from not being able to read at all, to be able to read from not understanding basic mathematical concepts, to be able to apply critical thinking now. I feel like I'm contributing to society, to the world, and I'm helping the youth that will be the future of tomorrow and i really love it and i see this being a lifelong thing for me and one of the good thing about being a teacher is that as long as your brain is ticking it doesn't matter if you're 100 years old you can always impact lives that is so true and that goes for the teachers who are about to hit retirement and trying to think what in the world am i going to do with all this time You just heard it. Once a teacher, always a teacher. There's always something that you can do. I've learned that you are about to publish a book. How did you get into writing though? You know, my publishing a book, the truth is, has nothing to do with um, education or the learning habitat. But there's another Mm. part of me, apart from being an educator, is being a life coach. And so having faced a major um, life changer, which is the loss of my mother two years ago, I decided to write this book about the journey that I went through with her, as well as putting my opinions, values and, and principles that I believe that we can use to be successful in life. Being a, a relationship coach, as well as a career coach and a life coach, the book presents certain principles from a biblical faith-based standpoint. And so it's actually another aspect of what I do, separate from being an educator. But I love it. I love it. We as individuals, we really aren't one dimensional. So we have to take all of those things into consideration and see how best we can use whatever talents God has given us to really impact the world. Right. And this is the stage I'm at. As I get older, I believe that what's more important to me now is how can I positively impact the world from a Christian standpoint because I am a practicing Christian. Mm -hmm. And so even with from an educational standpoint, I believe that as Christians, one should 
educate and train persons. I completely understand what you're saying. As Christians, we cannot keep our talents and our gifts to ourselves. It, it is essentially a gift from God. Exactly. And, and those gifts have to be used in such a way that it's going to impact lives and transform lives. And if it's even one life you transform with the message that you deliver, then it would have been all worth it. What are the best tips that you have for teachers who really want to venture into tutoring like you did for the learning habitat? Well, I would say based on wherever you are in the world, first do a critical analysis as to whether there's a need or not. The first thing they could do is get in touch with the local schools to see what the ratings are. Perhaps, you know, depending on how cooperative the school is, find out what are the areas that the students need help in. It may not necessarily be math, even though we know that's a common one. It may not necessarily be reading. It could be science. It could even be extracurricular activities. Students are using too much tablets and, and, and not getting enough exercise. Whatever the case is, do the research to the local area and see how you can develop your skills based on the needs of what's in the community, as well as obviously what you love. So let's say you have a passion for the arts what there's no need for that, what other alternative, or even if you feel that there's no need, you could come up with creative ideas as well as to what makes you different then. Because one of the things I do for tutoring, right? In Canada, it's very cold and it's very hard to commute back and forth. So if you drop off a child for an hour, the parents usually have nowhere to go. I accommodate them. I give them magazines. I offer them a drink. If you go to an average tutoring center out there, you just have to drop off the child and maybe there's a lobby area or you have to go somewhere or keep you know, your engine running with the heat on during winter because you have to sit outside for an hour. So I kind of bring that little difference to it to kind of make it feel like a family. You know what I'm saying? And, and make them feel like they're at home, the parents and the students. So you really have to do your research, I would say. And make sure you stand out in the market with whatever it is that you're offering. I like it. Exactly. And what advice would you give to teachers to be able to capture their first set of clients? Because you mentioned that you're, you met individuals on Facebook. Is that something that you recommend? What else could they do to capture their first set of clients? Okay, it depends on where you are. So I actually printed a whole lot of um, business cards and flyers and I walked around into the neighborhood around the different schools within a five miles radius there about and i really didn't get anyone from that i find that because north americans use the phone and social media so much more that print media is not effective where i am so joining all these facebook groups you know they have days when you can advertise the businesses on, on different threads and you do that i've developed a website as well so you make sure that you have a proper website make sure that you advertise on linkedin instagram all the popular sites and know that when you have a website, you have a direct contact number where they can sign up and so on. So the technology and the social media, that is the way to go. That's how I feel like you can capture clients. I don't think print media is effective anymore. 
to be honest, I tend to want to agree with you because I see where those work when you have built a relationship with individuals. But when you're fresh in the market, you have to get yourself out there. And as you rightfully said, everyone has a phone. Everybody is on some social media platform. So find the people where they are and then stick to what works for you. And you know what? The reality is there is no magic bullet when you're starting up. This is just going out there, advertising your makes you different from the others, what differentiates you. And then after that is word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Word of mouth is what has helped me to expand. You just have to go through the growing pains and then prove yourself thereafter. You know, one of our recent guests said, once you do excellent work, do not discount the value of word of mouth. And I completely agree with her. And you just confirmed it again. Once your work is good, people will recommend you. So boss teachers, stay on your A game. I know we have some persons internationally who are listening. So Cherie, please give us your contact information where people can find you if they are interested in getting the A-class tutoring that you offer. Well, I'm located in the greater Toronto area in Brampton, Ontario. You can find my website at www.thelearninghabitat.ca. And all her information is on our website in the show notes below this podcast. So you can just scroll down to the bottom of the page and you will find it there. Click and get in contact with Cherie. Cherie Nelson Allen, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you accepting the invitation. Well, it's a pleasure and thank you for having me. So, boss teachers, make sure that you get connected with Cherie. If you know anyone in the area that is interested in a tutoring service, connect them with her as well. And I really do hope that you took note of a lot of the tips that she shared with us today. Teachers listening are free to make contact with me in any way I can help them to develop their business as well. Awesome. That's great. So you have help here, teachers. You don't have to do it alone. That's great to hear. If you're on social media, please connect with me on Instagram and on Facebook at Julia O. Barnes. That's J-U-L-I-A-O-B-A-R-N-E-S. Boss teacher, one more thing. Go over to the website at juliaobarnes.com, click on podcast, and leave a comment right below the episode that you are listening to. Your comments really help me to improve on the quality of the podcast that you're going to be listening to in the future. Now, when you're done with the comment, I want you to hit the share button that's right at the bottom of the page and share that podcast with all your teacher friends. I promise you they're going to come back and thank you later. There's no way I'm going to end today's episode without challenging you to boss up, step up, make the first move to become your own boss teacher. 